And welcome to Ray Mahuvim. This is Rabbi Yitz Greenfield, MS Marriage and Family Therapy. I'm so happy you're joining me on jrootradio.com. For those of you who are new listeners, here is what we do. We try to learn and develop new skills and tools to renew and to strengthen the connection that you have, which we're sure we all have, with your spouse. We do this not only from a social science perspective, but we use the Torah as our guide and source of navigation. Thank you for waiting. This is a live show. If you are listening to me on Thursday, May 4th, 2017, the 23rd day of the Omer. Today's topic is an exciting one. The reason I say this is because I see it is so, so, so important. I'm seeing this so much today, and I think that those of you who've listened to me in the past, I might have discussed this. I, I definitely discussed a lot of the topics we're going to discuss today, but we never structured it in a way that I'm going to structure it today. So I think this is very important. Thank you for listening. And B'Shem Hashem Naseh V'Natzliach. You know, Shlomo Amelech who is, he's known as the, the wisest man of all. So he wrote, he wrote something called Koheles. And Paragimel of Koheles is so telling. There's so much to learn from it that I, I think we all have to like at least learn it once, if not twice, if not three times. Listen to this. And I'm going to quote it here because this is not my words. This is, this is Shlomo Melech. Lakol zman v'es Everything has an appointed season, and there's a time for every matter under the heaven. There's a time to give birth, there's a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot that which is planted. There's a time to kill, the and a time to heal. A time to break and a time to build. A time to cry, a time to laugh, a time of wailing and a time of dancing. A time to cast stones, a time to gather stones, a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing. A time to seek, a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to cast away. And it goes on and on and on and on. And remember, what time are we in right now? For those of you who are listening to me live, you might be listening to me. This is a recording. Maybe you're listening to me this on Monday, and it's still the time of Sephira. What are we doing in Sephira? What, what is this all about? Well, for those of you who don't know, the reason that we're mourning, and there's a lot of minhagim, customs of mourning, is because 24,000 Talmidim died of Rabbi Akiva. And that's why we mourn for that. I want to tell you something. I, I, someone asked me the other day, an interesting question. What would you answer to this? I, I, I'm asking my audience right now. I have a question for you. What would you answer? It's a child. I was when I met a certain child, and the child asked me this question. Child asked me, "Why? Why are we? Why are we? Can I ask you a question? Why are we in mourning?" So the child, "What do you mean? The reason we're mourning is because 24,000 Talmidim of Rabbi Akiva died. What do you mean?" He says, "Listen to the child's question. It's an innocent question. So what does that have to do with me?" So what do you mean? 24,000 Talmidim died? We're mourning of the fact. But that happened a very long time ago. What does that have to do with me? I, I want to tell you something. I'm going to be very open with you. It, it got me my surprise. It really got me surprised. surprise. I, I might, 
Answers, what do you mean? It was 24,000 of them died, so they were mourning. But that happened a very long time ago. What does it have to do with me today? So they died. A lot of people died. Why, why, do, I, why, why do I have to mourn? It, it took me a while. What would you answer to this question? What does it have to do with you? This happened thousands of years ago. What does it have to do with you? Okay, they died. It's a terrible thing. A lot of people died. What does it have to do with you? The answer is this is the time right now to reflect. This is the time to reflect on the reason that they died. Why did they die? They died because they were not they did not give enough respect for each other, whatever that means at their level, whatever it means. But it means for us to take that to mourn and to say to ourselves, are we giving enough respect and honor and consideration to each other? And you know where this has to start in your house. Don't think of your work or your school of your friends first. That's important. Think about your husband. Think about your wife. Think about your children. Think about your parents. Are we noeg kavod There's a time for everything. Right now is the time to reflect. But what's even more now that I want to talk about is this word, time, T-I-M-E, zman. Zman, right? They say mazel is what? Mazel stands for makom, zman, and lashon. So zman, there's a time for everything. Shlomo Melch tells us there's a time for the time for crying, the time for laughing. So many of us are speaking to our spouse about something that's just not the right time. Do not speak to, don't, doesn't it ever happen? I'm asking you a question. You're listening to me. Doesn't it ever happen when your spouse comes to you and starts speaking to you about something when it's like, it's, it's really not the right time. Why are you talking to me about this? This is not the right time. Why are you asking me this really difficult question? Why are you bothering me with this right now when you see I'm busy? This is not the right time. And I'm telling you, as much as it happens to you, I'm telling you, you do it to your spouse as well. Not because you're trying to stuck and because you want to cloak ass and you want the Shekhinah to go away. Not because of that, because it's really, really important. And I have to speak to you about this right now. Because if I don't speak to you about this right now, I'm going to miss the opportunity. Okay, let's, let's talk about some of these things. And I want to talk to you about other time concepts. But in your marriage, if we don't get a hold of time, if we don't understand that time is of essence, meaning that there's the right time and there's the wrong time. And if we communicate to our spouse about certain things in the wrong time, that could create a fire in your house. And even though you'll tell me, yeah, like Greenfield, I mean, no, covers LZ, you know how much honor I give my husband? You know, when he comes in, I greet him and I, and I, and I feed him and I prepare what he likes and I let him relax and I give him his cave time and then I speak to him, whatever. I'm telling you, there are some times that you may not realize, but we're choosing the wrong times. Ladies and men, <laughs> I direct myself to the ladies here, men. How many times your wife is just, it, it's just, she's really rushed, really stressed. Let's talk about it a little more. Okay, fine. Talk about time. Like this. Actually, you know what? Before I even talk about time, isn't it funny? I was in shul this morning, and I was talking to someone. I was telling him that what the topic I'm going to be talking about today, we were schmoozing. He's telling me, Rabbi Greenfield, this week's parsha. I said, what do you mean this week's parsha? Well, for those of you who are listening today live, May 4th, 2017, 23rd day of the Omer, you know, this week's parsha is what? Pashre Achremos. What's Achrimos? Take a look at Achrimos, how it starts. By Daber Hashem el Moshe, Hashem spoke to Moshe, Achrimos Shnebe Ene Aaron, after the two sons of Aaron died, Bikurvasam Lifne Hashem, when they brought forth in front of Hashem, Vayamusu, they died, the Nadvanaviu. Why did they die? Because they both the Katoras. And, and 
what was wrong with it? What's wrong with what they did? Speak to Aaron, your brother. And he should not come. He should not come at any time to the Kodesh. There's a time and place for everything. That wasn't the time. And it wasn't the place. And here in Achrimos, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is setting this up, telling Aaron that what? There's a time. It's, there are many times it's just not the right time now. Can you please leave me alone? It's not the right time. Do you ever feel like that? <laughs> right? All the, all, are you saying all the time? <coughs> okay. So what are we saying, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you for listening. You know what we're saying here? We're saying there's a time and place for everything. And when I say time, place for everything, it's not just me saying it. Pirkei Avos. You know, in Pirkei Avos, what does it say in Pirkei Avos? It, it actually might be this week's, this week's uh, Perik. What does it say? Perik Dalit Mishnah Gimel. Or actually, sorry, Mishnah, Mishnah, who is it? There isn't a person that doesn't have the time. And there's not a pla- there's not anything that doesn't have a makom, doesn't have a place. Rashi, when he explains she'ain lo makom, means he actually says this. If you take a look at Rashi, Rashi says that. If you're not going to be able to communicate with the person right now, there's going to be another time to communicate. Don't get so excited like you have to speak about it right now. I have to speak about it right now. Right now. No, we have to talk about it right now. I'm sorry. We have to talk about it right now because I, I got to leave. <clears throat> hey, you see, understand why? Are you, are you getting it? You want to know why I have to talk about it right now? Let me tell you why I have to talk about it right now. Because I got to leave. So if I got to leave, I got to talk to you right, right now because I'm going to leave and I'm not going to talk to you about it anymore. What? But ah, she's very stressed right now. Ah, oh, right now she's checking the kid's hair for lice, and that gets her very nervous. So you want to talk to her about it right now because it's so important to talk about it right now, right now. So it's, it's almost like childish. You know, these children, they, I want it right now, no, right now. But I hate to say this, a lot of us are childish. We don't realize it, but we do it. We do it. I'm talking right now. Why? Because I'm also stressed. You're stressed. I'm also stressed. Right. So let's talk about. Let's let's break it up into a couple of. Elements. Let's talk about, for example, let's say you have a request. You want to speak to your wife about something really important. And it's, I'm not saying it's not, I'm not saying it's not important. It's really important. Why is it so important? Because it's an important question. I, 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 I just got a phone call from my mother. She wants us to come over for Shabbos because um, there's some sort of simcha. There's a big condition in the shul and, 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 and your father is, is being honored or something. And she wants you over for Shabbos. And you want to speak to your wife a while. And your mother needs an answer right now. You hear? Your mother needs an answer right now. She wants to know if you're coming for Shabbos. This is both for men or for women. That your mother or your sister, whoever it is, they, they want you to come over Shabbos and they need an answer because they have to prepare because they go shopping on, on Wednesday or Thursday and they're going to the store. They don't have to bed. So I have to speak to my spouse right now. I have to find out if we can go. I have to know if we can go. So I want to ask you right now. Now, mind you, you haven't connected with your spouse yet. You just woke up. Let's say, man, you just went to shul, and you, you woke up a little bit late, and you were a little bit late to shul, and then you come back home, you hardly have time, you have to speak to your wife about it, you just remembered your mother asked you, she needs an answer right now, and it has to happen right now, this is the time. But you haven't connected to your wife, you haven't spent time with her at all, you don't, oh, the morning, okay, so let's say you don't spend so much time, but something, something, how do you sleep, how are you feeling, something, and she's stressed, and she's checking one of the kids' hair for lice because she heard that other kids have lice, and she's all stressed. Oh, by the way, I have to speak to you. Let's talk about it right now. What do you mean? 
Okay, let's talk. And, and you can force some men. They do this. They force their wives. Not not because they mean bad. Because it's important. My mother's wedding ring. Keep it aim. I have to expect my keep it of aim. My mother. What? What? So they'll force their wife after she's checking. I have to speak to you. I have to be. She's like, what do you want? I have to speak to you about something. My mother. Not now. Please, not now. Okay, fine. I'll wait till you finish the lice. So she finishes checking the, hair, the kids' hair for lice. And then you say to her, come, come, tell me. Let's talk. Let's talk. So you take her to the bedroom to talk. And you say to her, listen, you know, my, my mother's called me, whatever. And she's so fragile. She's so like, she has no idea. And, and like, we could go, right? We go to my mother. And she's like, okay, I guess we can go. And you catch her in that moment, and she agrees with you that she'll go for Shabbos. She doesn't even think that she actually has previous arrangements because she invested, she invited guests for Shabbos. She even takes care of that. And here you start a whole, what they call a balagan. You started a whole balagan. You want to know why? Because you asked her in the wrong time. So now you're thinking to yourself, what do you mean I asked her in the wrong time? I had to ask her. There was no, I'm going to work. I have to go to work. My mother needs an answer right now, so I had to ask her right now. Listen to me. This is very important I'm about to say. You should not have asked her. You hear me? You should not have asked her because it was the wrong time and because it was the wrong time, she gave you an answer she didn't really didn't want to give you. She was sort of forced into that position and she agreed and she forgot a whole thing that she couldn't go for Shabbos because she already invited for Shabbos and it's a whole thing. And now, now later on you come back home and then she says to you, oh, by the way, I, I want to tell you, I know I told you I'm going to my mother. There's no way I could go to, you go to your mother. I told her my mother, she went shopping already. And now it's like a whole thing because your mother went shopping for you to come for Shabbos. Your wife is changing her mind on you. You hear this? She's changing her mind on you and you're feeling like betrayed. I asked you, you told me, and now you're telling me no. If you would have told me no in the first place, I would have been fine. But you told me yes, and now you're telling me no. It's not fair. So then she'll say to you, well, women have a right to change their mind. <laughs> and you get upset because like, what do you mean women have to change their mind? I ask you a question. I, you know who's at fault here? I'm sorry to say. I, I don't mean chas v'shalom blame. But in a certain sense, in a certain sense, you're at fault for asking her in the wrong time. But you're going to tell me what do you mean? But my mother needed to know. My mother needed to know if we're coming for Shabbos. Well, you know what? You shouldn't have asked her then. At least first connect with her. At least say to her how you sleep. How's it going? I see you're stressed. And then sort of try to like, at least, you know, don't go to work so fast. If it's so important for you, your mother, don't run to work. You'll be a little bit late to work if your mother's so important. And spend some time with your wife. Connect to her. Then you can say to her, is it okay if we speak about this right now? Ask her because you know she was stressed. Do you hear what I'm saying? I hope you're really listening to me, man. I don't mean this class B'Shalom as an attack. I want there to be Shalom Bice in your house. But I'm telling you because I see this on a daily basis, working with couples that what? Questions are asked at the wrong time, and that creates machlokas. You shouldn't have asked her that question when she was stressed. Forget about the fact that you didn't connect with her that morning. She was stressed. She was checking the kids' hair for lice, or she was on the phone, you know, with 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 her boss, or she was clearly stressed because of whatever it is. She didn't have a good night's sleep. And you're pushing the question, pushing the question, pushing the question. You get the answer you want, and then later on she reneges. Or listen to this. Later on, she'll do it for you. And then she's forbittered. She goes to your mother, she's forbittered. And you're like, why are you forbittered? I asked you if we should go. And she's forbittered. And you get all upset. Like, why is she being forbittered? I, I spoke to her about this. And she agreed. So why is she forbittered? You want to know why she's forbittered? Let me make this clear for you. Because you chose the wrong time to speak to her about it. You forced the conversation. Ladies, I'm sorry to say, it's not just your husbands. It's you as well. We all do this. We all sometimes ask the questions in the wrong time. Your husband is running to Minion. 
and he wants to make minion on time. So your husband wakes up a little bit late. You don't have one of those husbands who wakes up early. He wakes up late, and he hops the later minion, let's say, right? And even when he's copying the later minion, he's still late to the minion. Whatever, we're not going to go there, let's say, okay? But you know, this is his personality. Okay, he has a laid-back personality. On one hand, it works out good. Sometimes it doesn't work out good. That's, that's life, by the way. No one has a perfect personality. That's it's called Eilam So he's rushing out the door, and you need money for shoes. And the truth is he's going to come back. He's going to come back, or even if he's not going to come back. You need to buy the kids' shoes. What do you mean? You, 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 buy, you have to buy the kids' for shoes, whether it's for Yomtif or whatever it is, just shoes or whatever. And as he's walking, I was like, by the way, I need money for shoes for the kids. And he's like, what do you mean? I thought we just... And he comes a whole tit for tat. And then he's either... Either he rejects it, and then you get all upset, or he's forced to give you the money. And when I say forced to give you the money, not that he doesn't have to give you the money as a husband. I don't mean that. But you caught him at the wrong time. So he's giving it to you, not with a lave toiv. He's not giving you with an ayin toiv, but with a lave ra or an ayin ra. And then later he gets all frustrated and he comes back home later on and he's all tzibrachin and tzaklemt and complaining. And you don't understand why he's all complaining and, and all upset. And he's upset because he feels like he was forced to give money that he didn't really have to. But if you would have worked it out in a normal way when he was caught him at a good time, it would have worked out. But you thought to yourself that I have to speak to him about it right now. What do you mean? I have to speak to my husband about the kids needing shoes. What am I going to let my kids walk without shoes? They need shoes. You know what? This is where priorities kick in. Not that you're doing it on purpose. Your priority right now is your child because your child needs shoes. And I'm not saying your child should be a priority. But you know who's a bigger priority? Your husband. And men, I'm talking to you too. You know who's a bigger priority? Your wife. That's where it starts. Believe you me, it's better for kids to walk with ripped shoes but to see shalom bias at home than to walk with fixed shoes and to see machlokas at home. Because the priority has to be the couple. That's the priority. So if you're going to force your wife into answering yes to go to your mother for Shabbos, or if you're going to force your husband to answer yes or to give you money when it was really a bad time, yeah, you're going to end up going to your mother for Shabbos. Or yes, you're going to get shoes for the kids, but you're causing machlokas in the house. So did you win or did you lose? But I didn't mean to do it, Rabbi Greenfield. I I didn't mean to make a machlokas. Of course you didn't mean to, because this is the way the Yetzirah works. This is the way the Satan works. The Satan tricks us into thinking that there are other priorities. And for those of you who are listening to me right now and feeling like this happens in your house all the time, I don't want you to feel upset at your husband or your wife, because they don't mean to do bad. This is the Yetzirah tricking them into creating machlokas. You know, it says in the future, when this Gemara, Mike Cutton, says that in the future, when Mashiach comes, there's going to be a big Avelis. Listen to this. A big Avelis. Big mourning. They're going to mourn over what? Either, it says, Kiva brings it down, speaking to Rabbi Shmuel, he says, either they're going to mourn over, over, uh, the Mepharshim say, actually, the Mepharshim, the Yosef over there says that what? I believe he said, Yosef said, end of Khan, he says, either they're going to mourn over the death of Moshiach ben Yosef, or they're going to mourn over the death of the Yetzirah. You hear me? Do you hear this? Mourning over the death of the Sahara, of the Satan, death of the Satan. Why would we mourn over that? Why would we be sad about the fact that the Satan is gone? There's no more Satan. There's no more Yetzirah. Why is that a bad thing? It's a good thing, no? No. In a certain sense, it's a bad thing because there goes the Bechira. There goes the free will. If it's so clear to do the right thing, you're going to do the right thing. It's no trick. 
But if it's gray, if it's shady, if it's hard to perceive the right thing to do, that's when we get the schar. That's when we get closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So if you're, you know, if it's so clear, if everything was so clear, we would all, ha- we would all only have Shalom bias all the time. Constantly, it would be complete, wonderful, wonderful, no challenges. But you know what? That's the trick. The trick is that there are challenges, and we overcome these challenges. We overcome these challenges, and we do what's right. And what's right is what the priority is. And the priority is as follows. The first priority is a Kodesh Baruch Hu, unquestionably so. And we have to do what Hashem wants us to do. And Hashem tells us, the priority in your family is your spouse. Your spouse. And let me tell you why your spouse over your children. I'll tell you why. You might not like what I'm saying now. You could text me, call me. I have no problem after the show. But I'm telling you the priority in your house is your spouse. Because if you care for your children, if you care for your children's psychological development, and this is not me. I could show you the studies. If you care for their psychological development, if you want them to grow as healthy, normal, caring, happy, fulfilled human beings, you want to show them shalom in your house. That's what you want to do. That's what you want to do. That's what you want to do. And, and, and that should be your priority. Your priority should be your spouse. That's that, that, That's our priority. So not to say to yourself, well, my mother, my mother's my priority. Of course your mother's your priority. Does your mother, though, want you to have a machlokas? If you would tell your mother, here's my question to you. You tell your mother, you know, I'm going to ask, I, I can ask my husband right now if he could come to you for Shabbos, but it's going to create a big machlokas, mom. Do you want me to ask? Do you want me to ask my husband whether we could come for Shabbos? It'll create a big machlokas, mom. What do you want? What do you think your mother's going to say? She'll say, yeah, definitely. No, I want you to come no matter what. You just have to come. I don't care if there's machlokas. Come with machlokas. The last thing any normal human being or mother would want, you know, their children. I have mothers who call me many times, reach out to me about their children's machlokas that goes on. And they don't know what to do. They don't know to speak to them, not to speak to them, what to do, whatever. And obviously it's a whole thing in itself. But the first thing that any mother wants is shalom bias for her, for her daughter or for her son's house. So don't, don't think that's priority, okay? So that's, that's number one. That's very, very, very important. And, and, and while we're talking about this, talking about priorities, and I, I want something else. And that's chesed. You know, the Yetzirah has this other trick with us. He has this other little tactic. Well, he'll introduce an opportunity for chesed that's going to require both husband and wife to be on board. For example, for example, this guy calls you up. He wants to come over for Shabbos. He's a Nebuch case, Nebuch. Let's, let's call it that. I mean, it's, I don't know, that's an appropriate term. I mean, I'll take that back. He's a case that HaKadosh Baruch is giving us an opportunity for Chesed, for whatever reason it is. And he calls you up and he says to you, you know, I want to come over for Shabbos. And you know that you're, you know, and, and, and he needs to know. He needs to know right away because otherwise he's going somewhere else. Okay. Oh, wow. Chesed. I have to ask my wife. Let me ask my wife. And you go to your wife and see she's very busy. She's in the kitchen cooking for Shabbos. She's doing it early because we have other guests coming. And you want to speak to her about this guest. And can I ask you a question? She's so busy. She's so torrid. She's so... Why are you asking her now? But I have to know right now. If it's not a good time, then don't ask. You hear me? Even if it means that he's not going to be able to come for Shabbos. Because you're risking machlokas with your wife. So now let's put this on a scale for a second. Okay? Put this on a scale. 
on one hand, you're risking machlokas with your wife, a serious machlokas with your wife. On the other hand, on the other hand, what you're doing is you're, you're going to have him come for Shabbos, right? Either he's going to come for Shabbos, right? On the other hand, you're risking having machlokas with your wife because it might, might, might not be the right time. Then you know what? Don't speak to her. But what do you mean? He won't be able to come. So what? So what? But Chesed, I grew up in a house, we have guests. So what? Machlokes. There's nothing more than There's nothing more important than Shalom. There's nothing more important than Shalom. This is not Rabbi Greenfield speaking. Look at the Rambam at the end of Hilchas Chanukah. I always say that. Look at the Rambam at the end of Hilchas Chanukah. And you'll see exactly why Shalom is tops. Nothing more important. So the point of the matter is over here, it's not the right time, then don't. Leave it. Leave it. You can try later. And I want to tell you something else. If you're going to withhold yourself and not talk about it with your wife until later, you're thinking, oh, it's I have to talk about it right now. Otherwise, forget it. Like, I have to book the tickets right now. I'm going to lose the price. I'm going to have to book the tickets. I have to speak to my wife about it right now. We have to talk. I, she's all upset about this, that, the other thing. It doesn't make a difference. I have, I have to book the tickets. We're going to lose money. She's going to be upset if we lose money. I have to ask her right now for whatever reason it is. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. 99% of these cases, you'll see, you'll have another opportunity. HaKadosh Pochu is in charge. You know, it's so easy for me to say, but we all live this life where it's like, I have to talk about it right now. Right now, I have to talk to my wife about this. She ha- I need an answer. My wife, my mother needs an answer. I need an answer. They're booking the tickets. We have to know what we're doing for the summer. They just called me about the bungalow colony. Blah, 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 blah. The camp for the kids. Ladies, I'm talking to you too. I'm not only talking about to the men. And we have to talk about it right now. No. You find a real good time. Remember, what Shlomo HaMelech says, he, he doesn't say anything maybe. How does he start Paragimel and Kelis? He says, Everything has an appointed season. There's a time for every matter under the heaven. There's a time for different things. Don't choose the wrong time. Even if you think you're going to lose something, remember, what's the priority? The priority is the Shalom in your house. That's the priority. And many times you feel that you're not the priority. I get this from women a lot. That a lot of women feel this. Because remember, a woman has naturally, under normal circumstances, there are exceptional cases, has a, more of a need, the way I spoke, more of a need to feel like her husband loves her, cares about her. That's her primary need, to feel that, her, that she's number one. Of course, men also have that priority. And gentlemen, I'm not trying to like, make believe you don't have that priority too. But generally, generally a man's priority is to feel achieved, to feel like he fulfilled, to feel like his wife is happy, like he's done it, to feel good. But, and a second, second priority is to feel like his, mother, his wife loves, loves him. But if a woman doesn't feel connected to her husband, she's going to be miserable. This is the way it is. She's, she could fake it. She could go on. She could distract herself in her work. She could distract herself and create a whole new life. But that's not what she really needs. What she really needs is to feel close, to feel connected, to feel shalem, right? Same way, mirroring our connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that what that we, should, we, should, we should want. A woman has this automatically where she automatically has that need to connect, much easier for her to connect. For us men, it's harder to connect with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It is harder for us to connect. We need a minion. We need film. We need tzitzis. It's hard. We got to get into. We got to get focused. We can't just light candles and start crying. It doesn't work like that. We need much more. We got to get focused. Are there exceptional men who are very emotional? Maybe you're married to one. But you know what? Point of the matter is what? 
The point of the matter over here that I'm saying to you, ladies and gentlemen, is the following, and that is there's a time and place for everything. If you're not going to choose the right time, your wife is going to feel like you're not her priority. How many men who are listening to me right now have heard this from their wife? Uh, are you listening to me right now, gentlemen? How many men? When you text me afterwards, they tell me, yeah, my wife says it to me all the time. Because I hear it all the time. I work with couples. I hear it all the time. Where women are saying, I feel like my husband's not my priority. Like, actually, I feel like I'm not my priority for my husband. I feel like I'm number three, four, five, six, seven, maybe eight. <laughs> That's how women feel. And many of the times they're right. But not because their husbands don't care about them. Because he's a man. He's a man. He thinks differently. He calculates differently. He feels that you would want him to speak about this right now because you wouldn't want his mother upset. So he feels that it's important to talk about it right now, even though you're under stress. He doesn't wait. Talk about it right now. Ladies, like I said before, you could do this many times you're doing this also to your husbands, pushing the, t the subject when it's really not. So that's why it's important to remember what Shlomo Melch tells us. There's a time and place for everything. This will help us connect right now in Yemea's sphere. Let's move on. Talk about hats. We spoke about hats many times. I don't want to spend too much time about this, but when I say hats, I'm talking about your spouse being either hungry, angry, tired, or stressed. I actually added a couple, you know, for the H. I, I, I say hungry, but if your husband is on medicine or, or, or if your wife, if there's, if there's a chemical imbalance, whatever the chemical imbalance is, whether it's, it's a medicine, whether it's hormones, it could be many chemical imbalances. That's going to throw your spouse off. It's not a good time to talk to them then. A, angry. You see your husband's angry. Or if you're angry, you hear me? Forget about your husband being angry. You're angry right now. It's not time to talk to your husband about going for Shabbos, because if he's going to say no, you're, you're going to want to punch him in his face. You're going to be really upset at him. It's not a time to talk. Tired. If he's tired, he's, he's falling asleep. This is, a, this is a trigger subject. Why are you talking about trigger? You're going to want to talk to him about calling your son's Rebbe and asking him how your son's doing because you don't feel comfortable doing it? You want to speak to him about it? You know it's hard for him to do. Don't speak to him about it when he's, when he's tired or he's triggered about something or he's stressed because he just got a bill in the mail that they're, they're going to cut off the electric or the gas or he's sick or she's sick. Gentlemen, I'm talking to both of you, men and women. Or if she's triggered, stressed, sick, or here's a big one, rushed, rushed. You're in a big rush. Your spouse is in a big rush. They're leaving to Minion. Or your wife's going to work. Or she's going to the doctor with the baby. Or she's very busy right now because she has this, that, and the other thing to do. And she's an organized person, not like you. Or he's an organized person, not like you. And they have the whole morning figured out. And you need to talk to him about something right now. You need to talk to him about something right now. Let's ask him to go for Shabbos. If I could bring a guest for Shabbos. To ask him if we can book a vacation. Or ask him if it's a good thing. Book a it's not a right time, friend. It's not a right time. Not a right time. Chesed. You're doing chesed. Chesed starts in the home. Take a look at the Rambam. He speaks about stucca, right? There's levels of chesed. But chesed starts first. The family. Then your community. That... Right, it starts in the home. It starts. This, this is not just a nice little saying. Chetzit start. Chetzit starts in the home. When I say chetzit starts in the home, I mean you have an opportunity to do chesed because you're the type of guy that goes around to all your friends. You have a lot of friends, and you give them mazel tovs. This one has a vart. This one has a bar mitzvah. This has a wedding, and you 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 feel bad for them. They're very happy to see you. It makes a very big difference. Well, you're doing it. You're doing it and sacrificing the time that you have with your wife. You hardly have time anyways with your wife because you're very busy. 
And now you're going to Chasanis, Bar Mitzvahs, Vart, stuff, right now after Sphere, there's all these things going on, right? And you're going around. You're going to Simchis. You know your wife doesn't want to go. So you're being good, quote-unquote, because you're not schlepping your wife with you, but you're going to all these Simchis to give people Mazel Tovs. Okay, and guess what's happening? What's happening is you're sacrificing your wife's time. But you're doing a chesed. What do you mean? These people are very happy. Oh, Rabbi Greenfield, you have no idea how happy they are. When I go to their simcha and I dance with, with the chassan or I dance with the bar mitzvah boy, you don't understand what type of difference it makes for them. Yeah, it makes a difference. I'm not saying not. But it's a warped thinking. It's not what a Kaddish Baruch Hu wants. Hashem would rather you spend time with your wife. I'm not saying that there isn't a balance, but you know good and well when it's unbalanced. And if you don't know, you're going to hear it from your wife. Ladies, I'm sorry I'm talking to you too. A lot of ladies are very busy also. A lot of ladies are very busy. It's not generally a female problem. I don't generally see that. But you have exceptions. There are exceptions. There are exceptions of women who are very busy. And they don't give the time. They don't give the time to their husbands. And sometimes you have women. Yeah, sometimes there are women who who need time with their husbands. They do need time. And because they're not getting that quality time with their husband. It causes resentment. It causes frustration. It causes stress. And then when I'll ask them, well, how come you're not spending time with your husband? Oh, we're too busy. We're too busy. Yeah. You need this, but you're telling me you're too busy. So, so what's, what's going on? There's the Yetzirah. Trying to warp our thinking. Trying to you know, realign our priorities. But my priority is a child. I have to take him to the dentist. I have to take him to the doctor. My child needs to be put asleep. I have a bunch of kids at home. And it's true. A lot of kids at home, it's, it's, it's a big job. It's a big job. But you're not making time for your spouse. If you're not taking my time for you and your spouse, quality time, couple time, it's going to only cause stress and frustration. And then the kids are going to lose out at the end. You see, I'm not saying it should be done because of the kids. But I'm saying that ultimately what happens is, is the kids lose out at the end. But it's very tricky because we're all challenged with this by sort of thinking, oh, this is my priority. Then the women complain. I say the women. Men sometimes complain also, but I hear more from women. Well, they feel that they're not priorities for their husbands. That's what they feel. And they're right. But what? Of course, they're, they're right. But what? What they don't understand is that their husband's not doing it on purpose. He's not trying to shtuch them and take care of everything else but their relationship. But he thinks that that's important. Or he's a man. He's... he's hyper-focused on one thing. It's very hard for him to multitask and to think, oh, you know what, maybe I should really spend time with my wife. And instead, you're getting into fights. So you see this vicious cycle? That's why we do have to have priorities. And we have to remember the first priority is the couple. The first priority in the house is you and your spouse, you and your husband, you and your wife. Now, another thing, another very interesting thing, we talk about time, we talk about chesed, we talk about priorities, Another thing that I want to include right now is when your spouse annoys you. You see, when your spouse annoys you, for whatever reason it is, whatever reason it is, they didn't do it on purpose. I'm telling you, they didn't do it on purpose. Oh, Rabbi Greenfield, you, you should come to my house. I'm telling you, your husband's stressed, your wife's stressed. They're displacing their frustration. Most of the time, no one's doing anything on purpose. They might be making wrong choices. I'm not saying that. But no one's out there in the morning saying, Hini mukhan mukhan what? I am going to annoy my wife today. No one says that. No one, tell you no one says that. No, even people who nebuchadnezzar ill also don't say that. They don't do that. They don't do that. But what happened? There are challenges. There are nisyonos, and we make the wrong decisions. Thinking, or I should say rationalizing that we're doing the right thing. And really, it all comes down to either taking or giving. We don't even realize it. It's just our brain playing games with us. But this is the Eitzahara. This is Bechira. This is what we do. And these are choices that we have to make. So what am I saying? 
What I'm saying is that when your spouse annoys you, and when I say spouse annoys you, right, we have this thing we call pirates, either a pet peeve, um, right? Your wife leaves old food in the refrigerator forever, or there's too many things in the refrigerator, or your husband picks from the salad with his fingers, or he drinks directly from the milk bottle, or an insult, or a request that you asked that he, he promised for you a million times to take care of it. He told you a million times he's going to change the light bulb. He told you a million times he's going to fix this, fix that, or whatever it is doesn't take care of it. Or she told you a million times she's going to take care of something. Or you come home, you don't get attention. Whatever it is, Torah issue expectation, right? We used to call it pirates. So what happens is you get annoyed and you get very upset and you want to talk to your husband about it. You want to talk to your wife about it. And you want to say to your wife, I don't understand, I come in here Right? And now let's say, I don't know what season you're listening to me right now. But this is a live show on May 4th. Right? But you, 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 you go in there and, um, and you come home and you see that, wow, it's getting warmer and the heat's on. The heat is on and you're, you're wasting energy. You're getting these big bills and you ask your wife, please shut the heat. If it's not, if the weather gets nice, to shut the heat. Because it's going to get a little bit on 60, it's going to turn the heat on for the next 10 minutes. It's a waste of money. So you ask your wife to shut the heat. Right? Or you ask your wife to turn on the air conditioner when you come home so because she doesn't like it like that. Whatever you asked her. And you come home. And what do you, you want to talk to her about? I don't understand. Why didn't you leave the heat on? Why, I don't understand. Now sometimes, by the way, and we're going to talk about this in the future, sometimes it actually is important to ask your wife why she didn't do something or ask your husband why he didn't do something. Uh, be, oh, be very careful when I'm saying this. I, I, I'm not telling you the Hagdaras right now. Generally, don't ask why, because why is blaming. The word why is generally blaming, I will tell you. But if it's going to upset you and you just simply want to ask, sometimes it's worth it to ask that one time. Don't do it now. I'm telling you, don't do it. Generally, don't ask. But you think, you want to understand. You, you simply want to understand what happened. She told you she's going to make fleshiks tonight. What happened, right? And you come in and there's milchiks. And you've been having milchiks for so long, you don't like milchiks. You know it's easier for her. So you're assuming she's doing it because it's easier for her. And you asked her, Get out of, you're, not, you're not a dairy person. You're a meat person. And she keeps on making dairy. And you don't understand. So you come in and you see it and you say, you want to say to her, I understand why you're making, why you're making. Like, first of all, you shouldn't ask that question. Second of all, you think this is the right time for it? to ask her right now. You just came home. You haven't seen her all day. Sometimes you text her and say to her, I hope you're having a good day. But today you didn't. And even if you did, she's, she, she misses you. Or at least I hope she misses you. Okay, I say I hope she misses you means, means that of course she wants to have a connection with you. That's, she got to a point where she's already giving up. But she wants to have a connection with you. She had a hard day. She would love to talk to you and spend time with you. She's respecting you because you came home. She understands. Listen to Rabbi Greenfield's show. We've got to give husbands their cave time. She greets you and everything. And you have to ask her, well, I don't understand. Well, how come there's dairy tonight? Or how come I don't understand? How come the heat's on? Or how, I don't understand. How come, how come did, didn't the cleaning, did the cleaning lady come today? The house is a mess. Right? You have to ask her. And you have to ask her during that time. It's not a time to ask. There's a whole way of asking and knowing how to do it. It's not a class for it. But this is not a time for it. You chose the wrong time. Or the next step. Sometimes you find yourself in an argument with your spouse about whatever it is. Whatever it is. You're arguing with your spouse. It shouldn't happen, but it happens. You're arguing with her. You're trying to negotiate. You're thinking you're negotiating, but you're really arguing. And all of a sudden you see it's getting out of hand. It's, just, it's not working. It's getting to a tit-for-tat. It's getting for a tit-for-tat. Everything you're saying, she's denying. And she's making up things that never really happened. It's too bad we don't have a video recorder in our house because then we would see how much she's lying. So I hear this all the time. Right? 
And it's not what's happening. It's not what's happening. Both of our minds, uh, both the husband and the wife's minds are, are, are not coherent during CAS. When there's CAS, I'm telling you, I would show it to you. The blood pressure is up. You monitor yourself. The blood, your blood pressure is up. Your heart beats up. It's, many times we start sweating. It, it's, you know, we're in, we're, in, we're in fight or flight. It, it's not good. It's not good. And, and you see the arguments not going well. You can say to your spouse, this is not a good time to talk about it. Let's talk about it later. And if your spouse tells you this is not a good time to talk about it, even if they don't say let's talk about it later, because that's what they mean. Obviously, they should say that, but they, they don't. Don't push. No, we have to talk about it right now. No, we have to talk about it. I'm very hurt. We have to talk about it right now. Sometimes it's worth it to go to sleep. Wake up in the morning and deal with it the next day. Either you can be mavatar. If you can't be mavatar, deal with it the next day. Remember, being mavatar is key. Being mavatar is key. But if you can't deal with it, Within another day, people think, you know, don't go to sleep without working things out. I don't believe in that. I really don't believe in that. Don't go to sleep until you work things out. Many times, you, you're both tired. It's not a good time to talk about it. Go to sleep. But I can't sleep all night because <coughs> I'm going to be annoyed. So let's think about this now for a second, okay? Because I know this happens in your house. I, I, I can't sleep. I'm going to be annoyed at my husband all night. I won't be able to sleep. I'm going to be annoyed at my wife. I won't be able to sleep. So let's just talk about it for a second. So what are we going to do? He's tired. He's stressed. He's, he's falling asleep. You're right. You're not going to fall asleep all night. I'm not saying that. Okay, maybe you should take sleeping pills. I'm not, I'm not saying that. You should try to relax yourself, read a book, um, different ways of relaxing yourself. But if you're going to force the conversation, it's going to get really bad. You know it's going to get really bad because it's gotten really bad in the past. He's tired. He has his hats on. It's not a time to talk to him about it. Man, I'm talking to you too. She's tired. She's stressed. She had a long day. With the kids, with the work, whatever she does, she had a long day. It's not easy for her. So you know what? Let her sleep. But you're not going to sleep all night. You know what? You're going to sleep a little bit. And it's not worth it because you're going to fight and fight and fight and cause machlekes. That's not worth it. You have to know sometimes to withdraw that from the conversation to say this is not a good time to talk about it. You don't, you know, here's another one. In the car, people think, you know, have to talk about it. A car is a very dangerous place to to negotiate. Very dangerous place to negotiate. Why am I saying that? Because there's nowhere to go. There's no escape hatch. If things don't go well, you're stuck. What are you going to jump out of the car? <laughs> I have people, sometimes couples, it happens to them, Nebuch, that they argue in the car and then the fight gets so bad or either, you know, she'll say, just let me out of the car. And they're like, oh boy, that's horrible. Can you imagine saying to her husband, let me out of the car? But on the other hand, she can't take it. She needs space. She needs to go somewhere. So this conversation should not have happened in the car. If she's saying, let me out of the car, that means you're just pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. Stop the pushing. You'll talk about it later. But it's going to be very awkward, Rabbi Greenfield. Turn on the radio. Listen to, listen to whatever you're going to listen to. Okay? Listen, uh, you know, listen, listen to something obviously appropriate. Okay? <laughs> I, 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 you know I'm willing to bet... I, I, I'm not a Paisic, but I'll tell you like this. I, I'm willing to bet that if you would ask a Paisic, there's a machlaikis in the car, a big machlaikis in the car, and my wife wants to leave the car, and we're on the highway, whatever it is, the only thing that's going to stop when to put the radio on, am I allowed to put on music during Sphira to prevent the machlaikis? I wonder what a Paisic would say to that. I, I don't know. I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised if a Paisic said just put on the music. Just put on the music to prevent the machlaikis. I really wouldn't be surprised. I'd actually be surprised the other way around. But you hear what I'm saying? 
The point of the matter that I'm telling you right now, ladies and gentlemen, is as follows. There's a time for everything. This is not me. This is Kohelis. This is Shlomo Melech. It's a time for everything. So let's just do uh, one more thing about time before we go about time. It's another big one. That's like this. To be on time. It's important to be on time. We can't always be on time. But it's important, especially if you have a spouse that's always on time to everything. They're just on time. You're never on time. Try to respect them. You're going to see that they're going to be so upset. How come you weren't down? How come, and like, why are you getting so upset? So I came a little bit late. I wouldn't be upset. Why are you upset? Because you're not him. You're not her. That's why it wouldn't bother you. It wouldn't bother you if she would come late. But it bothers, it bothers her. It bothers her. So respect her time. This is true, by the way, not just in relationships, everywhere. Because you know, you just when you're not, we're not respecting other people's times. It's a domino effect. It, it causes frustration at their end, and then other people are waiting. You don't know how many people could be affected by not coming on time. To so whatever it is, it's very, very important, especially if your spouse is the on-time type of person, or if your spouse says to you, usually I know you're not. You know, your, your wife says to you, you know, Moshe, Shlomo, Yaakov. I know usually we know we come to weddings late. But this is my sister's chasana. It's my sister's wedding. It's really, really important for me to come on time to the wedding, even early, because I want to be there for the pictures. So please be there on time. And you're like, okay, I'll fine, I'll be on time. You know what's going to happen to you, gentlemen? Are you listening to me now? Because this is very important about this. I will even say stop what you're doing and listen to me right now. Because you know what's going to happen to you, gentlemen? Something is going to happen that's going to justify you not coming on time. You hear this? I'm not saying that you're going to want to come. Of course you're going to want to come on time. But something's going to happen that's going to justify the fact that you are coming late. Someone's going to ask you for a chesed. Your boss is going to want to meet with you all of a sudden about something very important. Or an opportunity will come up. Whatever it is. Or all of a sudden there's going to be traffic that never was. You have to anticipate that the traffic is going to be never was. Because the Yetzirah is going to start with you. The Yetzirah is going to want you not to be on time for your wife. And you know what that's going to happen? What's going to happen? She's going to inevitably interpret that, that you did this on purpose. Not really on purpose, but that she's not your priority. Because if she was your priority, you would make sure to come on time. And you know why she's going to feel like that? Because she would never do that. And in a certain way, you can't blame her either, because this is who she is, especially if it's her sister's chasun. I'm not saying she should do that, but this is the reality. You know, we could talk Mercer and we could talk reality. So gentlemen, if your wife asks you, please be on time. Important. Ladies, I'm talking to you too. Many of your husbands, it's very important for you to be on time. So to be on time, so to try to be on time. See, this aspect of time is a very, very important thing. And sure, you're going to finish speaking. You're gonna, we're going to end this show, and I'm telling you, you're going to be challenged with this issue of time. If all the areas that we spoke to, even you're going to want to ask something of your spouse, and it's not going to be the right time. Or what's going to happen is there's going to be some sort of chesed that you're going to want to do, and you're going to feel, I have to ask right now. It's very, very important. Or you're going to get into an argument with your spouse and see that it's not a good time, but neither of you are going to be able to get out of it. You should say, this is not a good time. Let's not discuss it right now. Even if you're, it means you're going to go to sleep. Or your wife asks you to be on time. These are all issues that pertain to time, but pertain to what Shlomo HaMelech was telling us, that what? How we started Perak Everything has an appointed season, and there's a time for every matter under the heaven. 
Okay, like this. Um, I'm talking about a couple of more things before we close the show. And that is like this. No, we're running, we're, we are running out of time. I got to respect the time here in JRU. Last year, we had Baruch Hashem very successful. We thank Kodesh Baruch Hu. We had a conference last year, a parenting and marriage conference. It was during this time. Um, it was myself, Mordechai Weinberger. We had Dr. Nudman, Baruch Hashem. We had a lot of people come. And we are planning this to hopefully happen within this season as well. In the season, I mean before Shavuos. Um, I'm just giving you the heads up. I'm also saying that if anybody talk about time, talk about place. There's a time and place for everything. Right now, we're really looking for a place because we can't find a place yet that can house um, as many people. There was a shul that was given to us. Again, we're not looking for uh, Javits Convention Center, but a place. If anybody wants knows and wants to donate a place for JRU to do this conference, it would be a, a very special mitzvah. You could text me. 917-397-2841. I'm trying to help them over here with this. 917-397-2841. Again, to find maybe in a place in a school. Uh, we're planning. We have a very exciting conference this year, Be'ez Hashem, that we are planning again for this season. This season I'm talking about uh, Be'ez Hashem before Shavuos. If it works out, it's up to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But right now, we have Baruch Hashem. We have the schedule and the speakers, Baruch Hashem, are lining up. So uh, we're trying to bring another speaker and to make it very engaged. Like last year, Baruch Hashem. For those of you who came last year, thank you. And we're hoping to have that again. It's also it's, it's a J-Root fundraiser. So you know if anybody, just giving everybody the heads up with that. And the fact that if anybody knows of a place, J-Root is looking for a place right now to house this, uh, maybe a school, maybe a hall, and of course, preferably to donate to, to donate that uh, place, maybe a nominal cost for J-Radio because it is um, a fundraiser for J-Root and J-Root and is 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 in need of funds, and a lot of you helped with funds, and J Root very much appreciates that on behalf of of, of J Root. And um, other than that, there is also a um, there's also right there was something that 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 was going to be after like what we want to talk about that's actually not for now, but that's that's that was the main thing that I wanted to tell you at the end of the show. For those of you who listened to me today, thank you for listening. Oh right, that's what I wanted to say. As far as spreading JRU, a lot of you are having problems hearing JRU different places, different JRU.com, the app, wherever you listen to JRU. So um, spread it out. A lot of people say I can't hear JRoot. Tell your friends where you're hearing JRoot, so everybody will be able to hear it. Thank you for listening. This has been Rabbi Yitz Greenfield. I'm Smart Felpi. Please, if you have questions, comments, feedback, 917-397-28401, 917-397-28401. Have an amazing, inspiring, and connecting week.